Welcome back to the show. My name is Jose. Before we jump into today's theme, I want to run a quick announcement. I am now a member of the International Coaching Federation, and I can now practice ethical coaching. Reach out to josemoda.net slash coaching. My first five clients will get a tremendous discount on a six-session package. And now back to the show. Today is episode number two of the series of Agility Done Wrong. And today I want to talk about estimations and how they just don't work. When was the last time you estimated that a piece of work would take some number of hours or days? Another question, when providing those estimates, did you account for any deviations? Which ones did you predict? And how would you react to them? I'll be honest with you. I don't believe in estimates when building products. They're unreliable and they are reminiscent of a past generation of command and control management. Knowledge work is volatile, creative, dynamic, and complex. Therefore, I believe in sizing items instead, which helps the team break the work down in small enough value propositions that can be fulfilled in a day or perhaps less. Estimates are a way to help predict when something will be done. This is often done in classical project management, where a deadline is set. This works for simple problem spaces, where the risk of not knowing something is borderline none. For complex problem spaces, however, this is not the case. It is often misunderstood that estimates offer anything useful in a truly agile environment, because uncertainty is a constant factor. Also, a new product increment should be delivered almost every day to meet the most certain thing to be known. So why bother? I've been working for the last almost seven years as a consultant, and I've come to learn a lot of things about how contracts are signed. And the one constant that I still see today is fixating one, two, or all of the constraints, which are scope, time, and budget. Because clients, at least most of them, demand some assurance as to how they spend their money, the way they know best is the way it's been done for over 50 years. Limit liability and focus on indemnification. What does that mean exactly? Let's take an example. A client usually ensures that a project will be delivered with the features they want by some date in the far future, and they'll pay you some money. But how do you, the service provider, land that contract if you're competing against other consulting companies? Well, you start by lowering the price. Still doesn't guarantee you that you'll have a solution that works better than the others. It just means that you'll get less money than you deserve. Well, maybe you reduce the timeline instead. What's the point of shifting the date a week or two if it's six months into the future? What happens when you learn things along the way and the estimates you provided fall flat? Who's responsible for the learning? Okay, fine, let's just reduce the scope. Well, in that case, you end up creating a mini version of the same ironclad triangle. Except the client didn't ask you for the mini triangle. They asked for the full one. You might be asking, what do contracts and estimates have to do with each other? The answer is perhaps more obvious than you think. 
give an estimate, and if you fail to meet it, you're the one to blame. Hands clean off the salesperson or the account manager who wrote the contract and you had nothing to do with it. You still get to be blamed. Sizing is fundamentally different. It is non-binding, I mean, not that estimates are anyway. It holds no value in contracts or finger pointing. It is simply a measuring tool, and it's a relative one too. The team measures a backlog item's size to assess the effort it takes and the possibility of breaking it down into smaller pieces, or perhaps more rarely, merge it with another too small an item. That's it. The true outcome of sizing items is to not only increase understanding of the needs of the customers, but also to increase the rate of delivery with quality. Estimations are good in classical project management for simple domain problems. It just doesn't work with complex problems. Complex problems require a whole different mindset. One of experimentation, one of user feedback, one of early and frequent delivery of quality working software. There's no point in estimating something you're not sure about. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Want to stay tuned for more episodes? Check out josemodanet slash podcast or check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Talk to you soon.